0: Three Amigos was a big hit in my town. It was one of those films that was very quotable and a lot of my friends loved to quote it. Today and the past are not very different. People pick up lines and phrases and they use them. Maybe they just use them in digital communication now as opposed to quoting things to one another like people used to do for movies and TV shows a lot more often. One big thing that hasn't changed is kids will do things that will get themselves in trouble and a group of people in my school I wasn't cool enough to be a part of this, although I really wanted to, would do the Three Amigos salute. And if you've never seen the Three Amigos, there's this silly little salute thing where they put their arms on their chest and then on their hips, and then they do this turn your head to the side, coughing pelvic thrust thing. It's sort of the thing that they do in doctors' offices when they're doing a hernia check. It's pretty funny. It was especially funny if you're a young kid. A lot of kids didn't really read anything into it, they just thought it was funny, and they also started doing it all around the school I was in. And it got serious enough that they had to make an announcement that people couldn't do the Three Amigos salute anymore. It wasn't done in the gymnasium or anything like that. Instead, each teacher had to tell everybody that, yes, Three Amigos might be hilarious, but from now on, people couldn't do the Three Amigos salute anymore, which just meant that everybody did it even more and a lot of people got in trouble. It was only the march of time that would eventually kill it off. And when it finally got around to me feeling comfortable doing it with my group of friends, we probably did this for maybe a year and a half after the movie came out. We found it so funny. And it is funny, because The Three Amigos is a funny movie. So on today's show, I'd like to tell you a little bit about The Three Amigos. We'll talk about the people in front of and behind the camera. We'll talk a little bit about its production, its reception, and we'll throw in a few surprises here and there. We have an info-packed episode ahead of us, so without further ado, let's start the show. Amigos is a western comedy directed by John Landis it was written by Steve Martin Lorne Michaels and Randy Newman it's about three silent movie stars who go down to Mexico under some misinformation and believe they're going to put on a show but wacky hijinks ensue and eventually they become heroes. We'll talk a little bit about the plot later. There were actually three pretty popular Western spoofs in the 80s that I was very familiar with. The Three Amigos would be the last one, and maybe the best one. The other two would be Lust in the Dust and Rustler's Rhapsody. I'm also a big Rustler's Rhapsody fan, so look for that podcast in the future. As I said, the film was written by Steve Martin, Lorne Michaels, and Randy Newman. Michaels is also a producer a job he's very familiar with. You might have heard of him because he's the big muckety-muck behind Saturday Night Live and a lot of the properties that have gone along with that. Steve Martin, who we'll talk a little bit about later, multi-talented actor, writer, just all-around funny guy. Randy Newman, he's the oddball, and this is the only film he's credited with being a writer on. He's a musician, composer, wrote some great stuff like Short People. You might know him from the Toy Story soundtrack. He would also write a few songs for this particular movie. The basic story of the film borrows heavily from the 1954 film, The Seven Samurai, where you have a group of peasants being terrorized by some bad guys, and then a group of good guys rolls in to try to save the day. The film was directed by the very talented John Landis. In addition to this film, Landis is probably best known for his work on Animal House, with The Blues Brothers, and An American Werewolf in London, although he also directed some other great films like Coming to America, Trading Places, Production of the film would take place in the first four months of 1986, and it was shot mostly in Arizona and California, in California mostly around L.A., and around the Tucson area of Arizona. Production of the film went pretty smoothly, although during the time that the film was being made, John Landis was also on trial for something that happened in the Twilight Zone movie. There was this really bad accident, famous actor, two children were killed when a helicopter fell on top of them, And because of all the litigation that was going on, Landis was kept busy by it. And the studio would heavily edit his film, even after his final cut. So there was a lot of deleted scenes, and we'll talk a little bit about deleted scenes and character arcs that are completely missing from the film. The movie that we saw was not the first attempt to make a Three Amigos film. It had gone almost into production a couple of times before it, Now, the first iteration, if Steve Martin had had his way, would have been a film with him, John Belushi, and Dan Aykroyd. And he mentioned this during an interview. He called it The Three Caballeros. There was already a Three Caballeros film, so, of course, they changed it to The Three Amigos. That would have been a very interesting film. Three comedians at the top of their game. Instead, Aykroyd and Belushi decided to make the much more poorly received film Neighbors, which isn't a bad film. Although I think a Three Amigos film with them in it would have been a lot better. The following year, 1981, Steven Spielberg thought, hmm, maybe I could do a Three Amigos film. He did another comedy you might have seen in 1941. In his film, he wanted Bill Murray, Steve Martin, and Robin Williams. Now, while I think the Three Amigos movie that we had turned out pretty well, I would have watched any of these films. And I especially would love to have seen Bill Murray in a Three Amigos film. And to see him play off... Robin Williams, and Steve Martin, that would have been magical. So before we go into the cast, I'd like to tell you a little bit about the plot of the film. The film is about three actors who play the three amigos, and they get confused by a group of peasants down in Mexico with real heroes. And they are sent a telegram, promising them big cash if they come down to Santa Poco. It just so happens that their egos got the best of them, and they are getting booted out of their contract at the studio they work at, and they decide to take the villagers of Santa Poco up on this, thinking they're going to be doing a show with the infamous El Guapo, who is the villain who has been taking advantage of the village. They go down there, they meet Carmen, who sent them the telegram, they go to the village, and of course they're just goofy, but eventually decide they really need to try to be heroes, because if they're not, what really are they? There's some side plots about El Guapo... Getting old and feeling old, and there's these Germans who are coming down to deliver guns. If you haven't seen the film, it's just a whole lot of wonderful silliness. Who are you? the Free Amigos? Steve Martin, Chevy <laughs> Chase, Martin Short. Now let's get to the cast. Steve Martin played Lucky Day. Steve Martin, famous actor, producer, musician. He started out on the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour back in the 60s. Before that, he worked at Disneyland. Would go on to make great movies, do amazing stand-up, win Grammys for playing the banjo. If I had to pick one thing that you should know Steve Martin from, I would say The Jerk from the late 70s, a favorite of mine. During the filming of this movie, Steve Martin would develop tinnitus from the pistol shooting that would happen. Can't hold those guns too close to your ears. Chevy Chase played Dusty Bottoms. Cornelius Crane, Chevy Chase, born in 1943. His breakthrough was doing the news on the first season of Saturday Night Live. Then he would go on to do some films, some of which I've covered, some of which I haven't. Films like Caddyshack, Seems Like Old Time, Spies Like Us, Foul Play. According to an interview on Movies.com, one of John Landis' favorite parts of filming was when he was dealing with Chevy Chase. And I'll read some of the interview here. Probably the funniest moment for me when shooting was when I had the three amigos on horseback in the desert and I was shooting while they were wearing those ridiculous outfits and after having been shooting for three weeks, Chevy objected to a line of dialogue and he said, I don't think I should say this. And remember, Chevy plays a character named Dusty Bottoms. So I said, well, why not? He said, because my character would have to be a moron to say this. All I could think was, what movie has Chevy been making? So I said, okay, I'll give it to Marty because it's a laugh. Then Chevy said, I'll say it. It's one of my favorite moments with an actor. The person who almost got that laugh was Martin Short, who played Ned Niederlander. Martin Short was born in 1950, Canadian American actor. Got his big breakthrough on SCTV and then would work on Saturday Night Live. Some of his better movies, Inner Space, The Three Amigos. Oh yeah, Captain Ron. Very talented actor. If Martin Short had turned down the role of Ned, according to John Landis, he would have had Rick Moranis play the role. I could see that. Alfonso Arao played El Guapo. I can watch Three Amigos now and laugh at a lot of the lines, but as I got older... The person I get the most joy out of watching is Alfonso Arau in this role. He is so great. His lines, his delivery, the odd gravitas he brings to the role. A very talented actor with a huge filmography. I'm pretty sure I fawned over him before in another film. I love to watch him in Romancing the Stone where he played Juan. A fun fact, he was in a movie called *Trace Amigos in 1970, which was kind of the precursor to Three Men and a Baby. So this is the original one, about three guys and a baby. Most recently, he was in the Pixar film doing a voice in Coco. Patrice Martinez played Carmen, born in 1963, American actress, probably best known for her role in Three Amigos. She was also in the 90s television version of Zorro. Tony Plana played Jefe. Jose Antonio Plana, born in 1952. Character actor, you have seen him in lots of things and you probably don't even know it. TV shows he's appeared on, The West Wing, Cagney and Lacey, CSI, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Hill Street Blues. He's also in a ton of films. When they were making this film, Oliver Stone was also making Platoon, and he wanted Tony to appear in that. He had appeared in other Stone films, and when he heard that they were making Platoon, which was going to be shot in the Philippines, he thought that's going to be a tough shoot. Now, in The Three Amigos, he was in Tucson, staying in a five-star hotel, He made his choice, and Oliver Stone did not talk to him for years afterwards. Finally, Joe Montaigne played studio head Harry Flugelman. Montaigne, born in 1947, is an actor, producer, director. If you're watching TV, he started appearing on Criminal Minds on CBS back in 2007. He also does the voice of Fat Tony on The Simpsons, where he is quite emphatic about getting the pretzel money. Rounding out the film, you had Phil Hartman and John Lovitz. Playing two of Flugelman's assistants. You had three character actors playing the Germans Norbert Weiser, Brian Thompson, and the very recognizable Kai Wolf. Randy Newman, who helped write this film, also did the voice of the Singing Bush, with his voice digitally altered. Two actors who were supposed to be in the film, but were cut completely, were Fran Drescher and Sam Kinnison. Drescher would have appeared in the beginning of the film, playing a movie star. You could see some of her. Scenes in the extended cut release that they put out on Blu-ray. It's interesting, doesn't really add too much to the film. More interesting was the Sam Kinnison stuff that is completely cut and supposedly completely lost. He would play a cannibal mountain man. And according to many sources who got to see it, it was pretty hilarious. And even though that anniversary cut restored 20 minutes of deleted scenes, there wasn't a single Sam Kinnison scene put back in. the soundtrack of the film was brought to us by two very amazing talents, Randy Newman and Elmer Bernstein. Bernstein died in 2004, born in 1922. Amazing film composer, 50 years of work, did The Great Escape, To Kill a Mockingbird, The Ten Commandments, Airplane, Cape Fear, The Magnificent Seven. His list goes on and on. He was an Oscar and Emmy winner. Oddly enough, he was only nominated for two Grammy Awards, but never won. Randy Newman was born in 1943. He's a singer-songwriter, composer, has a very interesting voice. Since the 80s, he's worked mostly as a film composer, working on films like The Natural, Seabiscuit, Awakenings, A Bug's Life, the Toy Story films, Cars, anything related to Pixar. He would win two Academy Awards, although he's been nominated for 20. He was inducted to the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2002 for his classic song, Short People. After these messages, we'll be right back. There's a brand new bubble gum in town. Name a Hubba Bubba. It's soft, juicy, and delicious. Best of all, Hubba Bubba lets you blow great, big, fat bubbles (laughs) that won't stick to your face. Big bubbles, no troubles. (laughs) And now. Back to the show. The film was released on December 12th, 1986, and surprisingly, reviews were mixed. Roger Ebert wasn't a fan. Everybody liked the cast, thought it was likable, but they thought it underdelivered. and the film, which had a budget of $25 million, would go on to make $39.2 million domestically. It would be in the top 25 for the films of 1986, coming in at number 24. The number one film of that year was Top Gun. December is an interesting time to release a film, and there were some interesting films that came out at the same time. The week it came out, it was the number two film. After The Golden Child. In order after that, you had Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, Heartbreak Ridge, An American Tale, Crocodile Dundee, Crimes of the Heart, a re-release of Song of the South, The Color of Money, and Peggy Sue Got Married. trying to think of which films I saw during this time. I want to say, I saw Peggy Sue Got Married. I don't think I saw that reissue of Song of the South. I saw Crocodile Dundee, definitely. I saw An American Tale... The Golden Child, Heartbreak Ridge, and Star Trek IV. This was a good week for me. A good week for movies. Now, while there was never any merchandise released for The Three Amigos, Steve Martin did a hilarious appearance on David Letterman, where he talks about fake products coming out related to The Three Amigos, and each one is more ridiculous than the last. Here's a little clip of it. I say we just do the items that seem appropriate and that people would really want. For example, can you have some here? Yes, we have the Three Amigos rubber cement. <laughs> <laughs> now that does seem appropriate. That's yes, yeah. a nice thing. Here's I bet the, that was uh, one of your first items. Yes, this is uh, looking at <laughs> Three Amigos uh, rubber repair patch kit. Uh-huh. <laughs> am I holding this? Oh, okay, right there. Down. A okay. companion piece to the rubber cement. Right. Yes. We have. Uh... Who wouldn't want a Three Amigos turkey baster? There was a novelization of The Three Amigos, which was released in January of 1987. It was written by Lenore Fleischer. Fleischer's written a bunch of film novelizations, and those novelizations were to encourage kids to read mostly, which is why a lot of people know about these novelizations. They usually sat in your classroom if you had a bookshelf. I don't know how the teachers got them, but we had a bunch of them in ours, and I would pick at them all the time. The Three Amigos paperback is not cheap, so if you see a copy at a used bookstore, make sure you pick it up. It's a fun read. The 80s produced a lot of great comedies. And the actors that are in The Three Amigos arguably created better comedies outside of The Three Amigos. But bringing them together, you get a very strange comedy. There's not a lot of Western comedies to begin with. And The Three Amigos is fun screwball comedy that at the same time pokes fun at the film industry and plays around with the expectations of of a film story that's been told dozens of times, turning villains into sort of very likable characters who have great senses of humor and yet are still murderous and terrible, and making the heroes kind of bumble into success. It's a great formula, one that I could watch over and over again, and I encourage you to do the same. So this week, if you're looking for something fun to watch, maybe reacquaint yourself with The Three Amigos, or if you've never seen it before, you're in for a real treat. Thanks for listening to the show. For more retro fun, you can drop by the website at www.retroist.com. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at facebook.com retroist.com and twitter.com retroist. The music you hear on the show is by Peachy. If you like what you hear, you can email Peachy at peachy at retroist.com. Thanks for listening to the show and I hope you have a great weekend. Would you say I have a plethora of podcasts? Do you even know what a plethora is? This has been a Retroist production. Goodbye.